about cats then you've come to the perfect place welcome to the cat sultan podcast expert cat behaviorist lana fraley rich doesn't just train cats she teaches cat enthusiasts and owners how to read and respond to common cat behaviors dishing the latest scoop on all things feline this is the cat sultan podcast with lana fraley rich hello and welcome to the cat sultan podcast today i am lana fraley rich your your host today and Marsha Ammons is my special guest. Joining me in the studio today is Zach Lewis and Kristen Marin. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, this is going to be, oh, I'm so excited about this podcast. I can't wait. I'm really excited. <laughs> and and Marsha Ammons has driven a long way from the west side of Fort Worth to come and be recorded. So I am so excited that she's here today. Um she actually does a lot of things, but um, has a different career than she does now, has now. But she is a cat breeder, a cat owner, of mm-hmm. course, first and foremost, mm-hmm. or a cat guardian, as they call them. Um, but also, she is a cat breeder. A lot of people don't understand cat breeders and kind of what they do. And people don't understand, I think, uh, about catteries. What is a cattery? Catteries. I've never even heard that word before. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So let's let's think. I want you to tell us all about that, if you could. Okay. A lot of people think that a cattery is just a building, um, whereas it is actually, it could be a building. Mine cats all live in my house. They run through the house, and I do mean they run through the house. But a cattery is also a license from a um, registry, a cat registry, for you to be able to register litters of cats, um, also transfer ownerships of pedigreed cats to that um, registry. Wow. That's what that is. Is that kind of like the AKC? People refer to the AKC, the American Kennel Club. Right. So what do we have for cats in the way of registries? Well, we have... um, Cat Fanciers Association, which I am active with. Um, we also have TICA, the International Cat Association. Mm-hmm. There's ACFA, American mm-hmm. Cat Fanciers Association. Um, there's yeah. a number of others in the United States. There yeah. are more outside worldwide. Okay, uh, but those are mostly in the right, United States. Right, okay. right, right. And, okay. and some of these actually do have shows overseas. Oh, really? Right. Wow. So we think about p- cats that take, you know, purebred cats mm-hmm. to to a cat show. Mm-hmm. H- how many breeds are there now of cats? I yeah. believe that there are oh, there are over 40 in the um, Cat Fanciers Association. We wow. have one um, that are accepted for competition purposes, for like awards, titles. Then we also have one breed, the Bengal, that is considered miscellaneous right now it's working on its way up Mm -hmm. um towards the path to to where they can get grand champion grand premier titles on their cats wow those are big Mm -hmm. cats big Mm -hmm. cats Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's cool and so do you just breed one type of cat that goes into a specific registry my cats that i that i breed right now are abyssinians it's what i started with in 19 um i started showing 
Abyssinians in 1989. I started breeding in 1990. I have bred other breeds um, mainly because I wanted to become a cat show judge and I had to work with other breeds to become familiar with them. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by having litters of those, either they're born at your house or with a partner, and then you raise them so that you can see them at two months, three months, four months, and at four months we are able to start showing them. So you can see the development. Yeah. So you're a cat show judge, too. Right. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Wow, wow. So do you uh you have you say you raise abyssinians mm-hmm. and tell us a little bit about the we'll call them abbeys what what do you tell us a little <laughs> bit about the abbeys yeah. well the abbeys look like mm-hmm. little miniature cougars or mountain lions that's the best way to describe them they yeah. are um, a short hair breed mm-hmm. they are not a solid color cat they are not a like a mackerel tabby Mm-hmm. or um, a tabby cat they are a tabby cat but they have what we call an agouti or ticked fur mm. so that it it is banded much like a rabbit or deer mm. fur is yeah. and so the underneath the belly will actually be a different color than they're across the back and the shoulders and um, they are um, very very active um, they're very super intelligent, sometimes too intelligent. <laughs> um, but a lot of people have said that these are the cats of the ancient pharaohs. There's some some people who believe that, and there's some people who say, no, that's not right, that they came from India. But they do come from that part of the world, from um, northern Africa into the Indian Peninsula. Okay. What what color would you have? We have to when Nana when their cat, cats are bred and they're registered. Mm-hmm. You have to register it as a color, right? So what colors do you have with Abby's? I have um, right now. I have one red, two uh-huh. blues, mm-hmm. and a ruddy. A ruddy is what we would call like it's a reddish brown. Mm-hmm. The red is actually um, is more of a dark cinnamon looking color and then the blue is what a lot of people would say is a gray cat but Mm. it but it's bred Mm. for a certain color so it has a different color as being a drab gray oh okay it is Mm -hmm. it is based on um, genetics and Mm -hmm. the color particles um, if you looked at them under a microscope are a little bit shaped differently than on a black cat Mm -hmm. and so it allows more light to go through and so our our eyes see them as a different color and is there a reason that you chose abby's to breed well my first show cat was an abyssinian and i had thought of three different breeds and i asked a friend who a co-worker who was a cat show judge in tika and he told me about the pluses and minuses of each of the breeds and so Mm -hmm. I decided on an Abbey, and I just fell in love with the breed. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, I got my first Abbey the day that Tom Landry got fired as coach of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was February of 1989. Red letter day. <laughs> Red letter day. I mean, I can remember, I went to pick up the cat, and on the way to a friend's house, I heard that on the radio, so I can remember when that was. Huh. Wow. Yeah. What kind of weight would you have you know like we're thinking about size of the abbeys what kind of weight range do they usually have i would say an abyssinian is basically a medium-sized cat okay. um 
my female probably weighs five to five and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. The um, my male probably weighs closer to seven. My two neuters, their offspring, who are um, nine months old, may get to be closer, maybe another pound or so, mm-hmm. because they're they're. Um, Sometimes neuters will weigh a little bit in space, will weigh a little bit more than uh, an unaltered cat. Yeah. And these are full grown. These, well, at nine months, I would say that they're full grown. A lot of people would say that they're kittens, but they will be in their first show in another week. And um, I will hope to grand them. We can show Mm -hmm. neuters in space. Mm -hmm. I will hope to grand them, and then they will go off their merry way. I will start looking for them their forever homes oh that's great that's Mm -hmm. good to know you mentioned something about cat shows we need to talk about that Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll continue this conversation on the cat sultan podcast and rnc and stay tuned everything. More of the Cat Sultan podcast continues next on the Real News Communications Network. Black and orange stray cats sitting on the fence. The Cat Sultan podcast with Lana Fraley Rich returns right now on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back to the Cat Sultan Podcast on RNCN. I'm your host, Lana Fraley-Rich. Before the break, we were talking about cats and cat shows and breeding, all kinds of things with my guest, Marsha Ammons. I have a question for you, Marsha. Okay. Uh, Talking about the cat show thing, um, how did you become aware of, I think I think most people have no clue about cat shows. We know a lot because of the Mm -hmm. Westminster dog show so popular and people watch it all the time talk about it all the time but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that there are cat shows so being a cat judge that you are i'm wondering what your history is and how did that come out come to be that you're into the cat show thing too well my on our first date in 1980 my husband asked me if i like cats and i said yes and that was a real big thing with him mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, um, and within five months, we actually got our first cat, which was a domestic short hair, a blue tabby. And then we got our second one about six months later. And then we got another one. And then um, I decided I wanted to um, get a pedigreed cat. So we got an Abyssinian um, went through um, a, a co-worker who had been, who was a cat show judge in Tika. And then we lived near Will Rogers in Fort Worth, where they had a lot of cat shows at that time. And we'd pass down the street in front of Will Rogers, and we'd see signs about cat shows. So we started going to the cat shows. And um, then we had an opening in our house. One of our cats died, and we got a second Abyssinian. Mm -hmm. And that breeder said, I think you might want to show him. Wow. And so that's what got me into doing that. That's and great. and then um, some people are real naturals. They really like it. Um, there was a um, there's a lot of camaraderie and people who like cats um, will come to the shows as spectators. Um, it's a way for you to educate them as to proper cat care, um, health, 
um, making sure that they know that a responsible cat owner keeps their door their cats indoors instead of letting them stray outside that um, you make sure that they know that they need proper periodic veterinary care as right. preventives mm-hmm. um, and then we celebrate the cat as a species and we do also have um, it's not just for pedigree cats you can have a household pet or a rescued cat that may actually be a pedigree cat that you can show and a lot of us will show a pet a um, household pet cat one that is not um, in the pedigreed area mm-hmm. of yeah. the show so they can also. actually enter their household cat mm-hmm. provided it's fixed i assume mm-hmm. and uh and healthy and everything mm-hmm. and they can show it and get win awards too right cool. they, we do have awards what? for the household pets mm-hmm. um yeah that's good mm-hmm. well you've seen a lot of different kind of cats do you have you have you noticed any kind of a personality difference between uh short hair cats and long hair cats kind of in general i would say in general well we have more breeds of short hair cats right for one thing mm-hmm. we have fewer in the long hair cats but of those i would say the majority of the long hair cats they tend to be uh, a little bit more laid back and off yeah. and joke that maybe it's just because they have all that hair they have to move around a little bit less so they don't get he- you know heated up yeah but um when you think of the the burmans the persians um and we have a, a variety of color divisions or color divisions and pattern mm-hmm. divisions in the persians and um those are pretty laid-back cats and we also right. have the exotic which is um derived from the persian and Mm -hmm. an exotic has short hair right but it looks just like a persian right but then we also have um a turkish um angora which is a we call it a long hair breed it's actually a semi long hair and that cat is a very very active breed right so you know that's one of the Mm -hmm. um misnomers of all our that all long hair cats are really, really laid back. Yeah, the Turkish Angora is not. Right. I found I found that to be true in my life. And when I had cat connection, mm-hmm. we did boarding. We saw a lot of different cats. And when I had that store, and I noticed that they were a little more laid back. And mm-hmm. I'm not a geneticist by any stretch of the imagination, but I kind of think, for some reason, I think about the lion who's kind of more laid back mm-hmm. and laying there the long hair, whereas the tiger, the short hair a little more active you know mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's anything to do with the gene pool or not but that's hmm. my little mm-hmm. anecdotal <laughs> comment and on then that. even in the even in the short hairs you have some breeds that are a little bit more laid back like you have the american short hair mm-hmm. um um tends to be pretty laid back um those are the, that's a breed that you could give a child and let them dress up in baby doll clothes and put mm-hmm. into a little baby stroller cool and yeah. the, the cat would tolerate it yeah. whereas an abyssinian or um, a Cornish Rex or a Japanese bobtail probably would would not. not. They want to be out there. Mm. But you said something earlier, I think, about the Abyssinians. They may not tolerate that, Mm -hmm. but they... One of yours tolerates a lot of stuff. Oh, so I have, tell me about that. I have one called Dante Mooner who does like to walk on a leash and harness. He was trained like that when I got him. Mm-hmm. I saw him when he was four months old. I got him when he was almost eight. And at four months, um, 
he was already he and his littermates were already walking around about a 30,000 square foot convention hall room wow. at a very crowded cat show mm-hmm. and um they were perfectly comfortable with that but his wow. um his breeder trains her cats to um jump through hoops to roll over Mm-hmm. Um, upon command, and sometimes they'll do it expecting you to give them a treat afterwards, even when she says, well, I've put them away, and they keep rolling over, and yeah. and some mm-hmm. of them will swim. They do agility. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Swim? And, you have you have an experience with that, too, don't you? Or Well, not not with mine, but, okay. my, but my Dante's aunt loves to swim in oh, swimming pools, yeah. hotel swimming pools. Huh. Wow. And they do have to do it when the hotel staff is not out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I can't even imagine. But, I, you know, I guess it makes sense. They, mm-hmm. they have to know how to swim. And we, we do have one breed of cat, the Turkish van, who is from the van area lake area of turkey that is known for swimming and it has a very broad chest which and very muscular Mm -hmm. which you would need for swimming and so um, people who have that breed of cat tend to um, not let the cat in when they're filling up a bathtub of water because they want to go swim Mm -hmm. that's very very interesting so uh, tell us a little bit more about your cattery, you know, a little bit about the mm-hmm. cats you have. You're, you said that yours are allowed to, you're in your home. Mine run. You're socialized. Mine run through the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have four Abbeys, and then I have several Norwegian forest cats oh. um, because I did work with those at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that is probably 11 or 12 years old. I wow. would say 12 years old now. Mm-hmm. And these are cats who are just going to live out their days with me mm-hmm. and um, I have shown them also so do you do people come from all over and sometimes you have to ship the cat somewhere for the owner or I does have, that I have only shipped cats a couple of times once to Indi- Indiana once to San Antonio um, I'm trying to think any other place most of the time people have I have met them somewhere or um, maybe they live out in West Texas and instead of having to have them come out to Fort Worth or Alito where I live now, we will meet them at Midpoint right. or um, we'll make all of the arrangements ahead of time and they'll just pick the cat up at a show. I don't take a cat to a show purposely just to sell it because right. mm-hmm. I don't want it to be an impulse purchase. Right. I want to be able to thoroughly check out the person. I want them to be able to thoroughly check out me and make sure that that this breed is exactly what they want, That's and that great. they um, um, that it will be a good fit. Mm-hmm. I think it's real important mm-hmm. for people to understand about lifestyles and things like that because some cats require more time, more time right. with grooming them and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I think it's good to match what the owners. Lifestyle is with the cats. Right. They need for maintenance and things. Right. So, anyway, I just I'm so this is such good information for people to learn about, and there's still more to come on the Cat Sultan podcast on the Real News Communication Networks. Now's the perfect time for a cat nap. The Cat Sultan podcast will return right after this. about cats you've kept-
cat to be kidding me. The Cat Sultans podcast with Lana Fraley Rich continues now. Hello again. I'm Lana Fraley Rich, and my guest joining me in the studio today is Marsha Ammons. We're going to continue this conversation about cat shows here on RNCN. Marsha, tell me a little bit more about the cat shows. We were talking about that right before the break, and I wanted to hear about the fact that there's some apparently coming up in the Dallas area very mm-hmm. soon. And I wanted to hear about that and also a little know, know a little bit more about how they differ from a dog show. Okay. When are they and where are they? We have one next weekend, next Saturday on March the 18th. This is going to be at the Cleburne Conference Center, which is on Henderson Street, 1501 Henderson Street in Cleburne. And that will be from 9 to 3. And on April 15th and 16th, which is Easter weekend, we will have um, two shows. They're back-to-back. The first day is North Texas Cat Club. The second day is Fort Worth Cat Club. And those shows will be 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. That will be in Mesquite at the Mesquite Convention Center, which is right next to where they have the Resist All Arena, where they have rodeos at. Oh, cool. Um, and there's um, signs off of um, LBJ on how to get there. Okay. Um, a cat show is a lot different from a dog show. I've been to dog shows before. Um, dog shows are what typically are what we call unbenched. We have benched cat shows, which means that we have assigned spots to put our cats in between judgings. We're a- so we're able to interact a lot with spectators who come to the shows. Um, and we have multiple judgings throughout the day or the show. Typically, we will have anywhere from four to six judgings a day. Both of these shows that are coming up will have six judgings per day. Each judge does their own thing, um, which means um, a cat could be best cat in one ring, and an- another judge may not even consider it to bring back as one of their their top ten. Um, and so we compile the points at the end of the, at the end of the show, and that's how you determine who is best in show. Usually, no award is given out that until we get the rankings on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But each judge does their own thing. The cats are brought up to the judging ring, and they stay in a judging cage until the judge takes them out. They put them on the judging table. And um, we'll go over them, um, checking for the the breed standard, as we have is each, each group of breeders have determined what they think is important for that breed, such as a Cornish Rex has a Marcel wave to the coat, and so there's certain points assigned to that, and then points assigned to the head shape the body, the legs, um, the way that the eyes, um, the shape of the eye aperture. And so you're looking at all of that, and you're also trying to see how the cat moves on the judging table, Mm -hmm. interacts, um, because like an Abyssinian is supposed to be very lively, and you want to see that on the table. Mm -hmm. A Maine Coon um, is a very long rectangular cat, and you want to see that length and you want the spectators to be able to see that too judges will typically talk as they judge 
Oh, that's cool. Now, I would assume, though, that in general, that a cat mm-hmm. show is going to be a lot quieter than a dog show. It is. Perhaps. It I mean, is. That's a good thing. What What would be, at least say these two that are coming up mm-hmm. in Mesquite area, mm-hmm. uh, they're different shows. What mm-hmm. One is a show on Saturday and one is a show on Sunday. Um, so they're going to have completely different cats, I assume. No, it's probably going to be the same cats there may be a few differences maybe Mm -hmm. maybe somebody can't be there saturday or they can't be there sunday but most of the time you will enter both they'll have different judges for each day okay so Mm -hmm. what is excuse me what is a typical admission for somebody to get into a cat i would say generally for an adult it's six dollars it will be less than that for a senior Mm -hmm. and um i don't know what the admission is going to be for the one in mesquite but for next weekend Mm -hmm. it's six dollars for adults Mm -hmm. um it's going to be three dollars for um ages five to twelve and for seniors ages under five it's free and then if it's a family of five it's twelve dollars that's really affordable but it will probably be a little bit similar to that for mesquite so when you go to a cat show and you're walking around seeing all Mm -hmm. these cats and Mm -hmm. you're get to be lucky enough to watch Mm -hmm. the judge do her Mm -hmm. thing or his thing but will they have cat stuff there too to for sale like cat you know cat you know trees or cat stuff or even <clears throat> memorabilia for for the owner for a cat person we usually have vendors at our shows okay. it will mm-hmm. it will vary um sometimes it will be um somebody who does a lot of arts and crafts cat related ones mm-hmm. and they're wanting to only sell them in a certain area whereas mm-hmm. like the mesquite one is going to be a two-day show so that's going to draw people from a lot further away you're going to probably see cat trees there mm-hmm. you may see them in cleburne but that's a good place to mm-hmm. buy things marcia you cool. said that each judge kind of has their own way of mm-hmm. perceiving the cats that they see so with your experience being a judge are there certain characteristics or qualities that you look for when you're evaluating a cat Besides body confirmation, you mean, and personality? Besides what's on the obvious ticket, just things that stand out to you. I'm wanting to see a cat that is healthy, one that is wanting to be there, um, that is responding well. A lot of times you will get some that are, it may be their very first show, Mm -hmm. and they're not quite sure what to do, and so you're trying to draw those out. But I'm wanting to see one that is a good representation of what I interpret the gist of the breed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, like an Aussie cat is a spotted cat. An Aussie cat is a very athletic, mm-hmm. very active cat. And that's what I am wanting to see. And I'm trying to portray that to the public. Hmm. Great. Great information. I'm mm-hmm. so excited about these upcoming mm-hmm. cat shows, and I'm so glad that we're going to get the information mm-hmm. out there to everybody. How else do they advertise? Do they put things in the paper? or We put things in the paper. Mm-hmm. We put um, information online. Okay. I've been handling advertising for the one in Cleburne. Do y'all have a Facebook page? Um, I believe we do. Okay. The, our show manager has, has gotten something up. Um, okay with following on that but yeah we do some facebooking could could people google tika and find out about tika shows or they could do that t-i-c-a right Mm -hmm. okay and and find out i mean most registries have a facebook page and they will have information they also have websites too where you can get information great 
Great. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to hear that because mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot of people who may be listening to the show today that may want to do something different on a weekend and go see a cat show for the Absolutely. first time. See yeah. lots of purebreds and also some mixed breeds, too. So right. Right. See the whole gamut every there and then you pick up a little mm-hmm. something for them or for their cat, too. So mm-hmm. thanks for being here with us. Thank I really you. appreciate you driving all the way. And I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us and be sure to share this podcast with your cat lover friends. You can find out more about what's to come by checking out the Cat Sultant Facebook page. Tune into our cat discussions frequently by listening to realnewscn.com or you can find us on iTunes by searching RNCN. We'll talk with you next time. Meow for now. Destination for premium talk radio.